nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined as part of our series looking at race teams. Before we get going again, before they all charge off around the country, or up to Sydney specifically, we're talking here with Team 18, and we're represented by a bunch of the crew from, not all of, but a bunch of the crew from Team 18, a team that Charlie Schmerkolt struck out on his own a couple of years ago. There are plenty of people with plenty of experience and knowledge to tell us what they're doing. So we'll start, we've got Steve Henderson, who's the team manager, who's got a long career in both motorsport supercars, dating back to when I first met him, was probably at Larry Perkins' place. Welcome on board, Steve. Thank you, Tommy. We've also got with us Sarah Paul, who is the commercial operations manager at Team 18. Sarah? (laughs) Hi, thanks very much. (laughs) And third of that triumvirate, is a man, aka of Krusty, but Richard Holway is his name. I first met him back 25, 26 years ago at HRT. He's been at Team 18 and Gary Rogers in between. Welcome on board, Krusty. Thanks, Tony. And very quickly, um, who, who penned the name of Krusty for you? Robbie Starr's brother, actually. Peter Starr started calling me Krusty when I worked at HSP, yeah. which would be about... 30 years ago or something like that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Simpsons related. And of course. Not, not yes, medical, indeed. but Simpsons related. Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and the fourth member of our pack today is Mark Winterbottom, the driver of Car 18. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, mate. Thank you. They're all in Melbourne or parts of Melbourne, and it looks as though, looking at Mark Winterbottom as we are able to on a Zoom, that he's uh, on the front veranda or back veranda of his house. Is that correct? I can't tell you too much, mate. I've got a man of mystery, so um, <laughs> I think we have the neighbours with this facade. Who knows? Man of mystery, mate. We don't want to know what you're wearing either, Mark. You know? Okay, well, let's get into it now. First off, this is about uh, winning and what it takes and the objectives and goals and things. Right, with you, Steve, just tell us about business of motor racing is more than just making money for people and keeping them employed. It's about achieving objectives, and one of those is actually winning races. And, Steve, is it a requirement for your team to actually win in a season, to win a race, or is it enough that you have success by being constantly up there? Yeah, look, that's a good question. It's a tough one to ask a team that's, uh, as a standalone team, yet to win a race. So I want to say, of course, up to now, no, it hasn't been a requirement. Um, it, it's It's definitely... Our desire, we, we head to every round uh, wanting to win, hoping to win and going there um, expecting we're a chance to win. Um, we're a relatively young team compared to a lot of others and so I think uh, to expect a win is um, sometimes unrealistic. I think we deserve it for sure. We put a lot of effort in, no different to, to the other teams. We, we put a lot of effort into it um, every week. 
but um, so far we're yet to we're yet to, to to see the fruits of our of our effort. Richard, you, you've had a fair share of winning champagne taste like. Obviously, you came here to help the team achieve those things. I mean, I'm sure that wasn't part of your brief, but that's part of your goal. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I um, yeah, I guess it's like Steve said, it's all part of building a team. You know, we're all in, we're all in it to win it, really, to win races. That you know, anybody um, down pit lane that's Dedicating this much time and effort and energy is is uh, in it to win races, and I guess it's just it's it's a it's a process of building a team. You know the stability that it's just the whole process of like Steve said, we're we're super young in, in um, team terms. If you go back to the successful teams, that's that's the biggest difference I think between a team like us and a team like Triple Eight is, is consistency of staff and you know that some of those guys have been there uh, doing the same role for ten years, you know, and this team hasn't even existed for ten years. So that that's kind of it's it's part of a building process. And I'm part of that process. While we covered off uh, where uh, Krusty got his name, maybe we could uh, find out, although you're listed here as being Oliver Winterbottom, now that's very interesting. This is your son's school uh, uh, computer, is it? You've hijacked from him. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he knows how to do Zoom way better than me. So when I struggled to log in, I just got him. So um, okay. very well educated on this Zoom at the moment. But uh, yeah, my name's not Oliver. That's definitely my ten year old, ten <laughs> year old son. And um, but where did Frosty? Who was it that gave you the nickname of Frosty? Uh, well, at school I got called everything. I was in the western suburbs of Sydney, so you can imagine. Um, what I got called, and there were some big kids there, so I agreed with uh, some of the names they called me. But um, Larko's big on the on the nicknames, so when you walked in, he goes instantly, oh, you're Frosty. And the problem is, half the blokes in the team, you don't actually know what their name is because he's very big on nicknames that it become whatever, this guy was Peckers or this guy's whatever. Um, and then when it comes to a formal schedule or something like that and it has their names there you don't actually know who they're talking about half the time because the, team, <laughs> the team's done off nicknames so Larko's big on it but um I was pretty happy with that one because that's out of all the years of nicknames that I've been called uh, that's <laughs> probably the nicest so right stuck. Now I'd like you to tell us about winning now you've you've drunk from the very big boots of uh, of motorsport as in the the boot that you drink from at Bathurst and the one you get for a championship you attack every season I know that you had a, a great uh, consistency over many years with the prior team you were at it obviously is something that drives you very hard and I know it goes right back to your go-karting days. Yeah um, obviously you race to win as a driver you you race to win, but the thing about um, the thing about motorsport is you've got to assemble the team around you to, to be able to do it because it doesn't matter how good you are um, as a driver, you, you need the team around you to, to do the job. So, um, you know, karting was kind of the, the fundamentals of learning how to drive and learning how to race with um, sometimes inferior equipment or whatever it was. But then once you go to Formula Ford and supercars, it's the team around you is everything. So... Um, you know, you, you want to be good at every race. You want to have a chance to win every race you go into. Otherwise, it seems a bit uh, strange. You know, you work towards something or you have the chance to win the race. Otherwise, you put so much effort in to finish mid-pack, you, you wouldn't do it. So um, 
you know, for, for years we were consistent, but, you know, in Team 18 in particular, I think we've got a, an incredible team around around me at the moment to do the job. Um, it takes time. There's no doubt it takes time, but that's part of the fun. I think uh, when we do win, and we will win, I, I guarantee we will win, when we do, um, you know, it's more satisfying putting all the fundamentals together to win than what it is just joining a, a team who's previously won. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's... It's a tough sport, what we do, but um, for me, trophies and, and that side's why you, why you work so hard to do it. Um, you know, I, I think our future's so bright at Team 18 that if you spoke to us in another 12 months, I think we'll have a different story on, uh, on race results and, um, yeah, lot, lots of good stuff to come. So, um, yeah, every year's different. You always race to be competitive, but race wins is the ultimate goal. When you moved to Team 18 from Tickford, did you reset your goals and your ambitions from coming from Tickford, where you'd won Bathurst and a championship? Yeah, well, going, going to Charlie was um, was was great. It was a revamp, and I could have stayed at Tickford. They offered me a, a three year deal, and I could have stayed there. But um, I kind of was done there. I, I'd switched off with what was there, and I needed the new challenge, and that was Charlie's. But instantly going there was. Uh, was was a lot of work because um, Hendo knows I rang him a heap of times and sold him the dream and got him on board, and then um, and then you know lots of guys. We I think from when I joined, there's maybe two or three people left from when I signed with Charlie to what's left now. Um, but it, it's exciting. I think turning it into I think at the time twenty second I think was his position. He was the last garage in pit lane. We moved up and you know, we've moved up again. Um, and now we're attracting people like Krusty, um, you know, and so on. It's, uh, you know, Charlie does a fantastic job and he's, he works so hard behind the scenes that um, it's quite infectious. So, yeah, you reset your goals, but end of the day, you're trying to win races and you're racing against those same people that, you know, like Tickford. My goals were to win the championship every year. You're still racing against the same people, just different team. Um, but, yeah, I want to win championships. I didn't join Charlie's just to have fun. I joined it to win championships. And um, it's a process, taking a bit longer than what I thought, but I think we're, we're getting there. And every day you walk into Team 18, it's a better place. Um, we're, we're doing good things. So I think the time will come. Um, just hopefully Charlie keeps employing me when we get this car to the front because uh, it's coming. It's not that far away. Steve, we all live in an AFL state. And one of the things, of course, that we look on as a regular people who follow a, a team, and I'm assuming you do, is, is how experienced your team is. And, of course, one of the things is that teams all love to have that combination of experience and youth. Um, you're having to uh, uh, teach, I imagine, these young chaps who maybe come from motorsport backgrounds but not supercars experience. So that's a big part of what you're trying to build there, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Look, and, and we've probably we've gone through a couple of different phases since I've joined Tony, which is which is when Frosty came on board. We we um, I'm going to say the new generation of Team 18, which is pretty much the foundation of the current generation. Um, we, we took on we took over from from the previous lot. Um, introduced a lot of new people um, and, and I'm pretty happy to say that the majority of people that we've brought on in, in the last three years have stayed with us. So we're, we're, we're beginning to form the sort of core um, of the team. Um, 
You're right. We've we've got from the very new and and green um, to the very experienced in in um, in people the likes of Krusty and, and Phil Keed. Um, yet we've we've taught people along the way. We've got a we've got a fantastic uh, data engineer, for example, Mark Sylvester. Um, Funky is his nickname, just just for the record. Um, Funky came to us pretty green. Um, he had experience in in a couple of support uh, categories previous to us. He's now currently um, one of uh, four full time engineers, but uh, uh, the the sole full time data engineer. His learning curve has been just phenomenal. There's 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 so much goes on behind the scenes in that role alone. Um, so. People like Funky that have that have sort of started from the from the ground. Um, yet we, I mean, they're, they're they're sort of self self starters and self motivated people. So to say that we've taught them everything is is not wrong. But no, we've we've um, we've brought on a lot of fresh people as well as um, as well as experienced. You're spot on. It's very much like an AFL team. Ultimately, you'd love. Um, experienced people everywhere and, and the consistency that Krusty spoke about. But the reality is that um, as a team that um, started down the back, like, like Frosty mentioned in, in position 22 or garage 22, it is difficult to attract uh, experienced people. Um, and so you do, you do start with a, a greener, a greener team. You hope that, results albeit not winning so far but the results that we've achieved starts to attract people and it seems to be the case we've we've, we've had Manuel Sanchez join us um, who's got fantastic experience as well we've got Krusty we've had uh, we've had other um, experienced mechanics join us uh, John Moore's come from Tickford as crew chief now like we're, we're, we're gaining experience and the green guys that we brought on at the start now have their own lot of experience some of them three years just in this team. Um, so yeah, very much like a like a footy team. We don't have the issue of, of some of the things that we've they've got. You know, we, you don't get to thirty three and get discarded. Thankfully, um, you've got a little bit of a career um, left in you. Sarah, unlike who we've been speaking to already, they get a trophy in their hands and a tangible outcome of their efforts the trophy in your world as a commercial person what's winning look like to you and how is it measured in the organization yeah i think sort of winning i guess to us would be more so um you know retaining our sponsors so partnership retention that's a big thing for us and charlie's really really good at that he's um, amazing with with our partners and um i think that's a big thing. So hearing that, you know, next year that they're all going to stay on or, you know, obviously we've got some that have been with us for eight years and, and all that. So that's pretty important. I think getting uh, getting new partners coming on board, that's a, another big win for us. Um, so even if we don't end up with a trophy in our hands or they don't, you know, it, we still have the new partners coming on and um, partners staying on that are really happy with us and it sort of becomes a bit of a family. It's really, really great. So that's probably one thing. And then it's also, you know, if you have a really successful PR campaign, you know, you launch a new livery for um, Sandown, you know, we used to do the, the retro round, launching a really cool um, livery and, and really pushing it and getting that exposure. That's a massive win, I guess, in our 
in our um, the way we'd measure it. But yeah, I guess that way you get heaps of exposure online and and um, and on TV as well. So that's all things I guess that we'd like. That's a win to us. Yeah. Now the measurement of this is something that is not as tangible as a trophy either, is it? You've got to have looking at social media, you get your reports from your various marketing measurement companies. How do you year on year then work out this was a winning year, this was uh, well above par and this we didn't quite make it? Yeah, I guess so we get all sorts of reports from supercars but also from um, like Nielsen data, for instance, um, that tell us our figures and, and, yeah, we do get all those reports. I guess, you know, if, if the cars are in the top pack, uh, your exposure goes obviously a lot higher and you get a lot better figures. So you can actually tell from each event which, you know, which ones we're getting more of and um, where we're at the top, we get better value for our, our sponsors. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's measured in that way. That's a big way. But also, um, you know, if, if we're successfully um, fulfilling our partnerships with our sponsors in other ways, so doing, you know, driver appearances and, um, um, you know, getting events happening for them and running them at the race shop and pit tours and all that sort of thing, ride days, that's all as well. Like if they're happy at the end of the day and they, they stay on, um, that's, yeah, that's a big thing as well. So obviously in COVID times, the measurement of pit tours, getting corporates to the track, all those fringe benefits that are sponsoring a race team becomes much, much harder to offer. That's it. Yeah. So we are, we're looking at other ways to do things as well. And um, I guess towards the end of the year, we're hoping to still get in a couple of ride days and um, we'll see how that all goes. But yeah, it, it does get tough. But then we look at other things. What can we do? Well, we can get, you know, more social media things pushing through with Dolly. And we've got um, a videographer on um, in Dolly that he just goes and pumps out some awesome content and videos for our sponsors. So that's a big thing. And we use the drivers and we've got Frosty out um, coming in and, and filming as much as we can and um, still getting their brands out in other ways. Yeah, I'm sure the boys are devastated that all those pit tours can't go ahead at the moment. The moment. <laughs> yeah, they're not so um, devastated about that, that's for sure. <laughs> Richard, you, know, you were there from the start of the growth of uh, HRT. I, I distinctly remember being at uh, Eastern Creek when Craig won in 96. I, I think there's a wonderful stat there that uh, Craig, when he won those two of the three races in 96 there, um, equaled an, the HRT eight-year history in the category. And Craig was the the uh, touchstone or the firing point for the team to really take off um, over the next six to eight years. It was phenomenal. And do you can you remember those things? Do you talk about that when you're with you know your young band there? Uh, you know the things you need to do to to get to that stage. Well, I guess I mean a lot of the credit there's got to go to. Well, at the very top, obviously, Creno and then Jeff Gretsch. But Jeff created uh, an environment. Yeah, he built a team, you know, similar to exactly the process Charlie's going through at the moment. He's picking people that, you know, he thinks will create a, a, a synergy. And, I mean, that was – Jeff was fantastic at kind of shielding us from the um, – from all the, the bullshit, I guess, um, and his kind of management style was was kind of just 
he, he was he was the boss. Pretty much everybody kind of reported to Jeff, and the whole thing kind of just we all we all focused on making the car go faster instead of trying to climb the greasy pole or what you know. We weren't. He, he took out any of that kind of. Um, um, taking on people within the team, there was it was absolutely hundred percent about beating the opposition. There was no, oh, geez, if I do that or if I go and you know um, ground nose a bit, I'll I'll get the you know the technical director job or anything like that. It was just hundred percent focused on winning, and um, you know Craig was just a part of you know that whole process and that whole team. Every you know the synergy, the experience, the whole. Thing that we've kind of spoken about all come together at the right time and um yeah it was a it was a strong period yeah in fact if wanted to write an article about that very thing about jeff titled him kingmaker the way in which you know so many maddie crawford yourself who went from star, to, to walkinshaw yeah. just extraordinary but those are things that you really need to impart into the young guys you're there with aren't they yeah i think that that's yeah, if everybody, you know, everybody plays their role, everybody's focused. I mean, probably towards the tail end of my time at Walkinshaw, it became very much, you know, you're watching your back, you're getting stabbed in the back. And, I, I you know, I guess I, ne- I was never any good at that sort of game and I didn't enjoy it. I started to lose the enjoyment for it and... Uh, I went from a sort of a political environment to the, probably the most unpolitical environment in pit lane, which is Gary Rogers. And in some ways, Gary is very similar to Jeff in the way that he takes politics out of it. There's no, there's no um, infighting. If there is, it's, it happens. Yeah, it's sorted out very quickly. But I guess, you know, at the tail end of Walkinshaw, some of the, the way, the kind of culture, I guess, from... Formula One and from Walkinshaw was that, you know, it's, yeah, you know, he'd set everybody off against each other and the strongest one survives. And I, and I probably didn't survive so well in that um, environment, in that kind of cutthroat environment. So, I, yeah, I prefer that. Be given a task and just go and do it. I don't want to take anybody on. I don't want to, you know, outmanoeuvre people within the team. I just want to do my bit and enjoy it and get on with it. And I think that's... The teams I've worked in, that's when it's been most successful. When you, everybody is basically, you're not worried about taking on, oh, you know, is Hendo going to, you know, I want the team manager job or this or that, or you just, all you're worried about is beating the, the people in pit lane and that's when it all comes together and you, you get 100% out of the guys in the team. It's interesting. The two teams you mentioned there are the two teams that uh, Tony got tossed out of the uh, garage to, too, Krusty. But Hendo is <laughs> is managing the uh, is managing the distractions harder now than it has been in the past. No, look, I I think um, well, a couple of things. Charlie Charlie creates a, a pretty good environment for us. I mean, he's he's obviously the the, the head of the whole show, but he does empower us to sort of do our own thing. And so, you know, externally, politically, there's there's not many sort of uh, distractions like what Krusty just spoke about. Um, but the other side is, I think I think we're you know, Frosty touched on it. We're we're new, and um, and we've got a lot of people that are quite enthusiastic. They're they're, they're pretty eager. Um, 
we don't seem to have at the moment as a as a young group. It still feels fresh. Um, yeah, we don't seem to have too many external distractions. We've we've I think recruited a pretty good group of people right across the board from from you know the commercial side of things through to through to the mechanics and the engineering side and everyone in between. We've I think recruited quite well. And we've recruited people that um, that are pretty um, self motivated, and um, uh, they're all. You know, we spoke about comparing ourselves to, to AFL before, and and that's actually it's it's a pretty good um, comparison to make. Pretty much everyone in this industry, specifically in this team, are very competitive, and I think I think that competitive nature helps to keep the focus you know there, there's not a lot of times you've got to come in and and, and get people back on track they're self-starters they're self-motivators they are actually i think i think it, that's where uh, my job's easy uh, by having the right people in the right roles and and we've got a pretty good crew at the moment really you know from, from the minute we get here at seven o'clock people know what to do without necessarily having to to direct traffic and that might have been I'm sure a whole lot different. Um, we spoke about Jeff Greg before. He obviously started this team as uh, when Charlie when Charlie went out on his own. That that I think would have taken a fair bit of effort to to, to collect everyone together and, and and get the wheels in motion. What what we've inherited from from Jeff um, was a really good foundation and and bolting the right people into that and evolving those over the time has has really made the management of it. A whole lot easier. Um, it's only really only getting easier. We've complicated our lives from uh, 19 by adding a second car, which added more personnel and uh, and drivers and, and equipment. Um, but again, I think we chose majority of the right people, and and again they've they've stuck with us. But um, they've made they've made that transition quite easy. So. Yeah, I don't feel like there's huge amounts of distractions. We're, we're lucky. We've got a good commercial team. Charlie's fantastic with sponsors. Um, that keeps the financial stress away from, from what we do. And, and um, I mean, that's not to say we're, we're flush like some of the other teams. I greatly appreciate your thoughts and what you're doing and look forward to seeing you back on track in the near future. And one last thing, uh, Mark, how are you going to win Bathurst? Get to the front, mate, drive away, leave for 161 laps and collect the trophy. It's pretty easy. That's how we're going to do it. Fantastic. And I, I, I want to be there somewhere nearby when that happens because I'm sure that Charlie would throw on one hell of a party that would be well worth being at. We'll all throw a party, don't worry, and we'll get back in the country because we're probably going to go somewhere. But, um, no, in fairness, I think we're a good chance to win Bathurst, but um, time will tell, mate. We'll, we'll tell in a few, few months' time. Look forward to it and look forward to seeing you all back on track. Thank you so much for your time. Team 18 to Steve Henderson, Mark Winterbottom, Sarah Paul and Richard Holway. Thank you again on Team 18. Thanks, girls. Thank you. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.